Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome to part four of our continuing coverage of The Witcher 3 here at Video Games Cover to Cover. I just want to interrupt for a moment here. Unfortunately, Andrew and I had a whoopsie due to several life events, both on Andrew's side and my side, we found ourselves needing to record using a different method than normal. And unfortunately, that caused some audio issues with this episode. I find it ironic that this is also the episode, (laughs) the first one in which we ask people to leave reviews for our podcast, but unfortunately things happen and it was either release what we could or release nothing at all. So try to bear with us and in the foreseeable future, we're going to return to the old way of doing things until we can find an alternate method that allows us to keep the same audio quality that you're used to. And with that, here's part four of The Witcher 3. I have to be honest, I didn't really do any story stuff this week because I was filling out the backlog of mass of all the massive number of quests that I had. From my perspective, there's really not a whole lot of story stuff to really talk about. Yeah, I got decently into the story of the next area, but we'll obviously have to leave that out of the scope of this one since you haven't done any of that yet. But I also cleaned out, I want to say, pretty much all of the not super high level side quests in the first area. So I we should have plenty to cover as far as that goes. What would you consider super high level? Like the stuff in the 20s. Oh, well, okay. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Uh, that means that I did do some of those. Okay. Even though I'm only level 13. I uh, wow. That's impressive. There's a reason I didn't get to the story, and it's not exactly like it's impressive when you blow through like just about everything you have trying to complete them. I just come across something, and I don't like to leave the area with it undone, regardless of level. Hence, when I took on that Earth Elemental that was level 26, I ran into, like, a level 20 Wyvern on my way to actually start the story. And I was like, well, there's a treasure here. I'm probably never going to come back this way again. Let me just go ahead and kill this Wyvern. I will say, though, because of my stubbornness, I've gotten, in my opinion, rather decent at the game because... I was able to take out that level 20 wyvern without using a single potion or bomb or oil or anything. I just used shield because shield is shield is quickly becoming one of my favorite things ever. And then I just I would wail on it. I would dodge out of the way, cast shield if it hit me rinse and repeat and I was able to take it out it took me about like I don't know maybe five minutes or so but I was able to kill it and I was so proud of myself the items I got for it were 
I don't know if they were even really worth it, though, which really sucked. Well, yeah, so see, my perspective is I will be coming back to this area because I'm going to do that to finish off all of that stuff. I just don't know when it'll be yet. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. For me, it's like, you know, I just don't like leaving stuff undone. You know, there's something out there. Did you... One of the things... So, so did you do just about everything in the first area? Yeah, I mean, not, like I said, not absolutely everything but pretty close and i have intent to come back and finish those last things so one of the quests that you had done last time uh that i hadn't gotten to yet was the errand that kara metz has you go do right after uh right after you talk to yes the whatever the, right after you do the stuff with the crones for or what i don't i don't remember all i know is kara metz was like yo i need you to do some stuff so i it was that one where you end up going to the tower and you talk to all those ghosts right i will say had you not told me what you had done i think i might have just taking her back to that guy yes but dude the warning signs that she was definitely not okay were abundant oh yeah like i said it, i it blame no one but myself i absolutely like it was there and i could have done it i just didn't because you're you're going through that tower and the scientist who is experimenting on rats and people is going yo this girl is crazy there is something wrong with her i do not know what is wrong with her but there is something wrong with her and then i will say the story in general was kind of sad i don't really think you really went into it a, a lot last time if you did i apologize the no, I kind of left it off just because I figured, you know, since you hadn't done it yet. So you're going to this tower because a sorcerer, another sorcerer that Kara apparently knew in the past, his name was Alexander, and he died in some sort of uprising. Well, during that process, he, before the uprising or whatever was going on, he was working on some... He was, like, obsessed with researching this plague. I think it was, like, the Black Plague-esque. I want to say that it was, like, Cataclysm or cata Catalyst or something. I don't really remember the name of it, but it was a Black Plague-esque disease. Yeah, I don't remember the name either. So, you're going to the top of this tower, and as you're going along, you're seeing all these ghosts... And really all it is is, you know, the townsfolk that were doing this whole revolt or whatever it was. It's essentially their ghosts talking about how they're going to get in. Sort of like in real life, I, if you know anything about, you know, ghosts or heard anything about the lore of ghosts, whether you believe it or not, there's a type of ghost that people call like an after image, which is literally just a ghost that relives the same thing over and over and over and over and over for eternity. Essentially, when they die, that's really all you're seeing is the moment before each one of these people dies is this after image of their ghosts or whatnot. 
you find out that this whole village decided that they wanted money and food or something that they thought Alexander had. And so they stormed the castle because it wasn't just Alexander. It was in the tower. There was also like the baron of this area. I don't know what he was, like a lord or something. I can't really remember. I don't really care about him that much. He was, they thought that he had all this money and they thought that he, you know, was was hoarding a whole bunch of food and money from them. So this guy's daughter is the, the ghost in question that we were talking about before. Essentially, one of the villagers was in love with the daughter and she vice versa was in love with him. And oh, this is going to this is going to be a dark episode, too. Oh, man. I don't think there's ever going to be a not dark episode of The Witcher, honestly, because they all go this way. Yeah. Well, so these people were storming the castle and uh, eventually they come across the girl and they're like, oh, well, let's beat her up, you know. Plus is really the only way I'm going to say that. And right before then, the Alexander guy had essentially given her a potion. Unbeknownst to her lover, who was essentially trying to stop everybody from attacking her, and unbeknownst to her, Alexander just basically called it a, you know, do you drink this and you'll be fine. Essentially, it was a sleeping potion, but it made everybody think she was dead. It's a really Romeo and Juliet type situation, like the ending of the play where um, he thinks that she's died because she drank that potion and then kills himself. He, he does, he, I mean, the guy in The Witcher doesn't kill himself, but it's the same. It's basically almost certainly an homage to that where the star-crossed lovers, you know, and it ends badly and one of them assumes the other one is actually dead when they're not. Except this ends super mega ultimate bad. Because it turns out, like Andrew was saying, it's just a sleeping potion, or like I said, I don't know, this week's been rough. And he is actually, so so she's just asleep. Everyone thinks she's dead. Did you go in the basement? Yes, I'm pretty sure I scoured that tower pretty good. So you probably heard the ghost talking about how, hey, we should totally let these rats out, right? They seem yep, fine. I did. So... Basically, as her body starts warming up, as she's coming to, the rats find the only food source in the area, and that's how she died. Still unable to move, and just basically lying there, unable to do anything as they ate her. Horrifying. I, this game is really not for the faint of heart, because wow. I was sitting there like, yeah, oh, so... That guy was already mentioning how crazy she was, but now she wakes up assuming her lover just left her for dead because she had no way of knowing that she essentially was a corpse for, you know, an hour or however long this potion took effect. She had no idea that of that because all she knew was take the potion and you'll just wake up okay. Because Alexander obviously could not have foreseen that the people were going to suddenly become humanitarians and let all the rats go when they were attacking. Because apparently these people are like, oh yeah, you know, we should totally let the rats go. Admittedly, if I was in that situation, I probably would too. But I would also like to think that I wouldn't be in a mob of angry people storming some random castle that I know nothing about. 
So I really don't think I'd be in the situation to be like, hey, let's uh, let all these rats free and let all these rats go on an island where there is no other food because he they even mention, hey, we should totally let these rats go. And then one of the guys says, I really think that's a bad idea because if they somehow get to land, like they could spread whatever disease he was experimenting. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. Just let them out. Like rats aren't going to be able to swim. Okay, so they either starve to death in the cave or they starve to death on the island in general. What are you really solving here by letting them out? But no one could have foreseen that it was going to kill this girl because everyone foresaw that she was already dead. At least they thought. I mean, now, now granted, we don't know when the rats got let out as opposed to when she did things. But yes, like for all intents and purposes, had they not thought that she was dead already they would have killed her so this would like the the chance that she would have died in this particular way was basically not on the table for anyone exactly and so her lover leaves the island so you i think you said you took her back to him and uh if you could go ahead and just do a quick recap of what happened okay so like I said, having definitely just ignored the signs, because like you said, they, there were plenty. I just, my optimism got the better of me, basically, and I decided to give her a chance and take her. You find her lover, who's just a random fisherman in this town, and he clearly still has feelings for her and never stopped loving her. Because like you go in there and there's like a little shrine with her picture and some candles and stuff. Like he clearly feels terrible about everything that's happened, obviously. So Geralt tells him that if he buries her properly, which is what she asks you to do, is to take her, her remains to him and have him give her a proper burial and that will put her at peace. If you listen to her and go there, then Geralt hands it over to him. He asks to be left alone and he'll take care of it. And then the game basically gives you the, oh, mission complete pop-up that you're good to go. And then as soon as you walk outside, there's a scream and it's basically like, wait, go back and check out what just happened there. Mission not complete. Go back and figure this out. Ooh, and you okay. go in and and you go in and she her ghost is there and just like like screams at you and disappears. And girl's just like, well, now she's free. Fantastic. <laughs> and didn't you say Kara had something to say about that? Yeah, when you go back and report in, he tells her about what happened, and Kara's just like, I can't believe you did that. You're slipping, girl. You should have known better. So what I did, and sort of knowing this information, but also. After I read, after I saw all the signs, I was thinking, wow, I kind of don't trust her at all. It's sometimes I don't really know. Sometimes, especially like with the crone and the baron stuff, or, or not the crones, but the crones and that, you know, horror tree. Sometimes it's like, I definitely don't trust either one, but a lot of times there isn't the option of, let me leave and just think about this for a second. Because I don't think I really got that option here either. My only options from a Geralt perspective was, uh, okay, sure. And yeah, I don't trust you at all. No, you you actually can, at least in that one. And I distinctly remember that because I actually did pick that and wandered around a little bit more before coming back and deciding, well, you know, even if she's trying to trick me, I should just be able to fight her or whatever and it'll be fine. And then it wasn't. So I tell her, yeah, no, I don't trust you at all. And this is not cool. 
immediate fight. Because as you can tell, she was not happy about that at all. Turns out she was pretty mad. I what fight her. I never would have seen that coming. Then she runs down and I have to fight her again. And it's like this whole section of fighting her. And I will say she was pretty strong. I, I don't remember what level she was. I want to say that she was like 15 or 16, maybe. And I was wow, sitting around 11 or 12 at the time because she wasn't just a regular wraith. She was a plague wraith, which was really bad news she uh so so i fight her and everything and then kara comes on that little walkie talkie that she gave you and she's like yo what's going on and i'm like yeah uh just a quick recap this girl died in the tower this weird situation going on um this dude is somehow involved and things are not good she's like a plague wraith now and definitely like murder town big time (laughs) and so kara's like okay well go talk to that guy then so i run over and i talk to the guy i'm like yo listen man let's lay it all out on the table she wasn't dead she was eaten alive by rats and that guy's like oh i can't believe i did this to her and Geralt goes yo we can help her spirit go to rest but you're gonna need to go to the island and what you're gonna need to do is super not pleasant. And he goes, anything, I will do anything for her. So we go back to the island and you've seen a wraith, right? Like you've seen uh, I mean, the yeah. generalness where their tongue is is like a literal human tongue, but their mouth is gone. Yeah, like their jaws are rotten away, yeah. So in order to save her, she her spirit can only be laid to rest with a true love's kiss so so he goes yeah totally down totally willing he goes up there we get to the island and she's essentially like yo i can't believe you left me to die and then he's like hey yo that's not me that's not the type of guy i am i had no idea i'm so sorry and she's essentially goes prove it And he's like, okay. So he walks up and he gives her a kiss. And right before, like, their lips touch because she didn't have lips, uh, she turns back into herself. But as her spirit goes to rest, she kills him too. And both of them essentially die and are together forever. And I'm like, okay. Like that ending significantly better than Andrew's. Because, you know, now I don't have a plague wraith running around absolutely destroying everybody yeah your outcome does seem better (laughs) kind of a shame that he dies either way but i suppose i shouldn't be too surprised yeah i mean here's the thing i kind of don't feel bad for him and i know that sounds i know that sounds bad from my perspective or from anyone's perspective really the reason i don't feel bad at all is because if he had just stayed behind to give her a proper burial She'd still be alive because in the amount of time it would have taken him to dig a hole or anything, she would have woke up or at the very least, if he got to the hole part, she, I guess, would have died thinking that he, you know, whatever. But it sounded like people were kind of just in the process of leaving when she woke up, but the rats were out. 
So if he had just, and he even mentioned this, if I had just stayed behind to bury her or more appropriately bring her back to land to then bury her body, she would still be with me today. And I 100% agree with the guy. I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, if, if my wife died in some unfortunate accident, I wouldn't just be like, well, see ya, you know, you can figure that whole situation out. Um, I'm going to continue on with my life. So uh, on one standpoint, I'm kind of like, dude, why on earth did you just leave? But at the same time, I kind of get that he was grief stricken and everything. But seriously, dude, take the body with you at very least so you can give it a proper burial. It's the same lesson we learned with the Baron. Give people a proper burial. So... Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a recurring theme in these games, for sure. I, I get what you're saying, but also, like like you just said, he was definitely grief-stricken, and also, I'm not sure how the rest of this mob would have reacted if he had been like, I'm gonna take her with me and go bury her, because I was secretly dating her. I, I feel like, as angry as they were, that probably would not have ended well for him either. Yes, but he was pulling people off and punching people, trying to get them to stop attacking her in the first place. So it's not like people didn't already know that they were involved. I'm pretty sure the entire town knew that he was in love with her. That was the entire reason why he went in the first place. I think everyone in the mob knew that. He was only there for her, if I remember correctly. Like, he wasn't even a part of the mob. He just knew that they were going there and he wanted to go to get her out. And if I remember correctly, people knew that, or at least he told people that. So when they came across her, he he was definitely, he he definitely talked about how he was punching people and fighting them, but you know, mob, there's nothing he could do. Yeah. So did you uh, do the forefathers Eve? I did. Yes. When the witch hunters showed up, what did you do? Uh, I didn't even realize there was a choice. I thought you basically just had to fight them. Oh, no, you definitely could have just been like, yeah, this is none of my business, I'm out. Oh, no, I fought them. I didn't, and I fought them and killed them. I have seen no repercussions for that at all, which I don't really, you know, care about. If anyone wants to get mad at me, fine, come at me, bro. I don't really care. I'm Geralt of Riviera, and I've taken out Wyverns. You're quite literally nothing to me. You are absolutely nothing to me. If there's going to be repercussions, it'll be in Novigrad, probably, just because I know you haven't really done anything there, but I will just say, like, the, the church and the witch hunters are really prevalent. Yeah, no, I uh, started to do the Triss quest, noticed that Triss wasn't home, but when it got there, they were burning other races alive. Yep. So, um, super hate Novigrad. Isn't those aren't those the people that you were rooting for in the other games and going, oh, well, I just I don't really like Nilfgaardian because Novigrad was the people in the other game. No, Novigrad is new to this game. The, the people in the other game were the ones under King Fultest who died. And now they're being run by King Radovid, who took over, who everybody seems to agree is a terrible person. And you met him in two, and yeah, he was a terrible person. He sucks. Novigrad sucks. I hate it. Technically, Novigrad isn't actually allied with either group, because that's one of the things they talk about a lot. And I know you haven't gotten there yet. What? 
So Novigrad yeah, is no- just Novigrad- horrible uh, on its own. Yes, that's why they keep calling it the free city of Novigrad, because it hasn't actually joined either side yet, and both sides are trying to persuade it to join them. <sighs> wow. Yeah, so Novigrad's just a terrible place in general. Yet and Novigrad is... The city. What was that? And also apparently the biggest city in the world. They mentioned that a couple times. Uh, apparently, because it's like the only city where you see elves and dwarves and everybody else... It is like the only one where you see a melting pot of people and considering they're like burning other races on stakes constantly. I'm really confused about that fact. So in one and two, pretty much all the major cities have had um, like non-humans roaming around to various degrees. Not quite as much as Novigrad, obviously, but Novigrad's also, you know, supposed to be the biggest. So I understand that. But there were there was like an, a non-human district in the capital city and that you spend all your time in in the first game where Foltest, uh, his ca- his castle was. But I think they establish, if I remember correctly, that the church has like only recently become really popular there. So a lot of this stuff is pretty new, obviously, because if it wasn't, there wouldn't be anybody left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I know some of the. Sorry, go ahead. No, I go ahead. I'm going to say, and I know some of that is um, the influence of King Radovid because he's very religious and very, like, anti-sorceress and anti-witcher and anti, like, all of these other things and very into the church. And I think that's part of why it's gotten so bad in there lately is because, like, he's trying to put a foothold in there and, like, a lot of his men are there in a way that they weren't before, even though they haven't really taken a side. But I haven't really seen, like, anybody... What is the distinction between witch and sorceress? Because I can't find one. It almost seems like people who, and I hate to say it like this, but it almost seems like uneducated people say witch, whereas people in the know say sorcerer or sorceress. I I think the official title is sorcerer or sorceress, and then witch is just like a derogatory or slang term, I think. Because it it definitely talks about them, because... Kara Metz obviously calls herself a sorcerer, or, or sorry, sorceress, but the townspeople say, go visit the witch, she's great. It's like, if they like her, why wouldn't they use, I guess, the proper term that she associates herself with? I, I, it, I it just, is that, that aspect has been confusing to me. I think also it might be a matter of, like, education. Well, and that's like, what I was saying. It know, seems if like... you have formal training... No, no, I meant, like, a witch is, like, a sorceress, but without, like, the formal training and schooling that, like, an actual sorceress had. But Kara Metz had actual training. Like, she was in a sorceress's guild. Like, well, Yes, I, under- I understand that, but she was also specifically avoiding drawing that much attention to herself and trying to make people not know who she was, whereas, like, someone with that level of training is the sort of figure that would show up in, like, a royal court or something, and, you know, she very much was trying not to give that impression. Yeah. So one thing, the only reason why I really brought up forefathers to begin with was because in the end of it, after you burn his father's corpse, because apparently he, he killed his dad for reasons that he wouldn't tell us. He basically said the reasons are my own. I'm like, okay, sweet. Strongly implied that he was a bad guy, but that's really all we got out of it, yeah. I mean, yeah. But of course. Everyone's a bad guy. 
I mean, you could also say that right. the Peller's a bad guy for murdering his dad. Oh, absolutely. I just, it was framed in a way that suggested the dad was bad, but like, of course, that's going to be the, if you're helping the Peller, of course, it's going to imply that the Peller's in the right, because otherwise it would just be really weird. So you burn the body and come back, and then the Peller says, thank you. He's very Yoda. He's He reminds me of Yoda. He's like, thank you, I do. And then he goes, well, he also ever need anything in the future for near nothing. You shall have it. And I just like to point out that apparently to the Peller near nothing just means a 10% discount because I checked and he was selling alcohol est, which I'm very familiar of the price. It's 25 literally everywhere else. He was selling it. For twenty three. <laughs> okay. The other thing about him is he likes he likes to talk in third person, which is really funny. He does. He's like the, the Peller, Peller will, you and stuff. The 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 Peller for near nothing you shall have it. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I get that from a games mechanics perspective, they can't just be like, okay, every single time you need any herbs or anything, go see if the Peller has them first because, you know, he'll sell you an alcoholist for like two gold, but 10% off is not near nothing. Even that merchant who says, I'll give you for half of what it's worth. Like, I kind of feel like the writers slash game designers don't really know what near nothing means or what half off means or maybe their money system is just so broken that their words are just hollow to begin with because yeah i have like five grand but if you tell me i'm going to get something for near nothing i'm going to expect that thing to have a bigger discount than 10 percent like peller if it was possible to kill you, I would right now. You, sir, are not wow, holding that up. seems pretty harsh. This, listen, this is a dark universe. I'm Geralt of Riviera. He's not living up to his end of the bargain. What am I supposed to do? My only options are kill and kill again. <laughs> and occasionally bone if they happen to be women. Because apparently that's on, Geralt's way. On that note, did you continue the stuff with Kira after? Oh, of course I did. So you went on the date with her? Yes, I went on the date with her. Where and? at first, she basically says, Yo, I got a bunch of my stuff stolen. Geralt, do you have a minute to help me out, dude? <sighs> yes, Kara. I totally have a minute to help you out. I'm searching for Sari. I'm on a super important quest. But yes, I will go on this fetch quest for you. You go on the fetch, <laughs> fetch quest, and all you see is super lavish steaks and wine and all this other stuff and you're like huh no potion or magic of any type weird so then you get back to kara and you're like yo kara noticed i was literally just picking up steaks for you um what <laughs> well i just wanted to thank you for everything you've done for me Geralt. why didn't you just ask well, would you really have helped me if I had said, hey, I want to make you a really nice dinner? Uh, yes. Kara, seriously, do you, do you not understand who is playing Geralt? I will literally never turn down a free <laughs> meal, even if it means nothing. In this game, 
If someone says, hey, do you want free food? I'm going to accept it, assuming I trust that person, because in this game, I'm not going to accept free food from anyone unless I've spent more than five minutes with them. So Kara's like, yeah, I want to do this. And did you beat her in the horse race? I did. As did I. Before I get into my date, um, how did your date go? Uh, It was very lovely. And then she basically asked if I wanted to uh, do stuff with her. And I said no. Friends with benefits, if I remember, was the exact term she used. I believe that is. And... I declined. We we all know that means Netflix and chill. And chill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I declined. And she asked if I would at least lay down with her and just like look at the stars and stuff. And then she tricks you and has you and casts a sleeping spell on you and you wake up the next morning and she's gone. So I did the same. Um because You sound so disappointed about that. Because everyone in this podcast knows uh that my heart belongs to Yennefer. But not entirely, because I totally reloaded the game, specifically so that way I could lay with Karamets. I just didn't continue that storyline. <laughs> if there is something in this game, specifically involving the female persuasion, I am going to enjoy that content. <laughs> I definitely went back and I was like, yes, Kara, I'm totally down. Let's do this. What you would expect occurs. And then again, she tricks you. And then again, he wakes up. But I definitely was like, yeah, that's definitely not the one I'm going to use. But, yo, I'm probably not going to play The Witcher again. And totally curious on what Kara looks like. Checked that box. And you can't just say that and then not elaborate. Uh, she she is a very beautiful woman, as are all women, and thank you. You know, that's all I can really say. You know, she allowed me into her <laughs> yeah. personal space, and I appreciate that. You know, it's very gentlemanly of you. You know, I would not want to come to this podcast without experiencing the whole story as it's laid out <laughs> before me. But my Geralt is Yennefer and Yennefer only. I mean, my Geralt Prime. Parallel universe Geralts, you know, they get around. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm getting out of this is you need to play Witcher 1 so you can collect all of those cards that we talked about. No, thank you. So happy. I forgot. I totally forgot. I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. I love Gwent now. I absolutely love Gwent now. I play it with literally every merchant. And do you know why I love Gwent now? Is it because you have a Yennefer card? It is because I have the Yennefer card. And I love busting out that Yennefer whenever I have the opportunity. It's like, (laughs) I'm sitting there. I love the way you described it. And I'm, well, because Yennefer heals, so I'm sitting there. I finally, finally beat that lady. There's, I don't, did we ever talk about her? How she was, yeah. We did, because with the dwarf. The master, uh, the master sword smithess? Uh, She's an armorer, but yes. Yeah. So she uh, has this monster Gwent deck that is like impossible. 
every single so the, round. The fact that it's a monster deck is literal in both senses of the word. It is a deck of monsters, and it is monstrous to fight. I've even been up against other monster decks, though, and none of them have been as formidable as hers is. I'm talking oh, yeah. like no, I agree. Every single time I've played her, if you couldn't get above 120 points, you might as well just stop. Or if you didn't get a biting frost, you might as well just give up. There were several times where, and I make, sometimes I make such rookie moves. Sometimes I make such horrible rookie moves. There is, I used biting frost once and... Then it took all of her things down to like eight points. And I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, so I can put these two guys down that they are, you know, they're the hold hands people. So they immediately get double. And I'll easily be able to beat the the 16 points or whatever that she has out on the table right now. So, boom, put those two guys down. They are infantry. Yeah, I was about to say, they're also melee, aren't they? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I... Oh no, I, I could have just ended and then, oh no. Well, I guess I'm losing this one as my existential Again. dread of fighting this, this armorer, but I finally beat her and you know what I got out of it? Like a level three that can switch between infantry and bow and arrow. And archery. Yeah. Oh, cool. It only has three attack. Awesome. But I finally <laughs> beat her. Finally. It was all thanks to Yennefer. That seven points that I got from her and that healing of the catapult, I was finally able to take her down. But I get to bust Yennefer out whenever I need. It's like... Oh, okay. You get two cards to refresh. I didn't get Yennefer. Let's hope. Boom, refresh. No Yennefer. Oh, things are bad. Boom, refresh. Yennefer. Ah, oh, immediate win. Buddy, you're screwed because if Yennefer's in play, something, something rhyme, you're dead. <laughs> if Yennefer's in play, you better run away. Yes, there you go. You're dead, son. Because Yennefer, ba-boom! <laughs> I, am, I am, like, obsessed with Gwent now. I totally understand why people really love it, and it became its own standalone game, because as simplistic as it is, there is so much strategy involved, and every single time I play somebody, after, like, the first or second round, it's like, I now know that this is the strategy I need to use to win. There are some strategies where, okay, bust out. I can get like, you know, 80 some points on the first turn and they've used all but three cards and I have like six left somehow. Sweet. Okay, done. And then they use, I, I remember there was one time where I had had, I think it was 83 points or something. They used literally everything they had. And this was turn one. They used every single thing that they had. And they could only get to like 63 points. And I'm sitting there thinking, why'd you even show up to play? Like, I'm sure he had better cards in his deck. He just had a bad luck draw. Uh, clearly. I will say the random merchants that aren't the heroes or whatnot are way easier. But that time, I'm pretty sure that was when I was fighting against the soothsayer. 
which is hilarious because he goes, yeah, I have this gift. It's never once helped me win Gwent. I totally knew (laughs) you were going to come here to play me, but I totally didn't know that I was going to immediately lose because I think he also had a monster deck and it sucks. The monster deck has this power where when you play a card, any like named card instantly goes from your hand or your deck and goes into play immediately. That sucks for some monster decks because I've had somebody play that card and that's how I actually beat the armorer once. She played that card on like the first turn and it wiped like six of the cards from her hand. So she only had like four cards left and her leader ability. And that was the time I actually beat her because she basically crippled herself by playing that card at the very beginning. But realistically, she just had a bad draw in general. And sometimes the people are so difficult when you play them, you just have to wait for a bad draw. When I was playing the Baron, I had to just wait for a bad draw because he kept, like, housing me every single time. See, that's interesting because, like, I I beat the Baron, I think, first try, but um, the, I want to say the little kid... That's like the last person in Velen of like the hero character or like the like boss went players. It took me like four tries to get him. I have not gone up against him yet. I haven't I, I haven't fought him. The soothsayer just told me about him and I was getting ready to do that, but I was like, ah, oh, I guess I'll go visit Tress first before before we record tomorrow. Yeah. yeah I haven't I haven't done <laughs> that did not do anything, did not matter at all because you get there and Triss isn't even there for obvious reasons yeah because they're like looting her entire place well they weren't even just the looters that showed up they got sent to jail i don't know if you heard that did you yeah or did you kill them no i i did yeah they the uh witch hunters and the church send them to jail because all of that stuff was now property of the church because they were confiscating it exactly and i'm sitting there thinking which of course i then immediately proceeded to take all of that stuff that's what i did as soon as they left I immediately, as soon as that whole sequence was over, loot, 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 I went on a looting spree. I don't think I've ever looted as much as I looted these people. Like, if... And then I went into her shop and looted everything inside, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I looted everything in there. If, if there is anything in Novigrad and it's possible for me to loot it, I'm going to. I'm going to loot everything. And the other day... I was just walking along the countryside, you know, just going about my business, going from quest to quest. I noticed in the distance there was this baron's henchman, and he was walking like a douchebag. I don't know how to really describe it, but for anyone, picture in your mind someone that you have seen where when they were walking along the street and you were just thinking, douchebag. That's what I saw, and I was just like, well, he's got to (laughs) die. So I walk over, and I attack this henchman. Turns out he's level 26. I kill him. That aggroed another henchman, so I had to kill him too. I think I was like level 11 at the time. I was either 11 or 12. I'm only level wild. I'm only level 13 now, but I killed both of those guys who were level 26. You know what's really annoying when you kill a guard? What's that? They, oh, yeah, they- don't have 
anything. You can't loop their corpse. And even worse, they just kind of lay there. And when you start to walk away, they just get up and go about their business. I actually walked back and talked to the guy that was walking like a douche. And he just gets up and goes, and then walks away. And I'm like, yeah, not going to start anything this time, are you? Because I already killed you once. It's not going to go well for you again, buddy. I, this game is only mega violent because my Geralt has just decided that he's got all this pent up rage. And if he sees somebody walking like a douche, he needs to take action. And if that guard pulls out his sword, there's nothing I can do at that point. I have to defend myself, but I'm definitely going to walk up and show that guy. Like I did the punch animation to just be like, yo, I'm scaring this dude. And he was like, hey, you've upset the guards. And I was like, okay, murder. You're done. I don't like you. Well, guess I got a murder now. Geralt of Riviera, White Wolf, baby. Murder town, you. So, (laughs) my game is significantly more violent than other people's games. Only because I'm going around killing people that I I definitely shouldn't. Not that I'm, you know, I don't ever attack peasants or anything like that because that would be horrible and my Geralt is not terrible. I'm just only attacking Baron's henchmen because they're all like douches to begin with. So I don't even feel bad. And then he was walking like a douche and it was just like very clear that he was a douche. I'm sure that he just got done beating up a peasant, which is why he was walking like that. So I was really like justified in my actions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself, right? Well, I don't really need to tell myself anyway, because at the end of the day, it's just a game, and I really don't feel bad at all about killing that guy, because he didn't die anyway. He just took a short nap and then went about his business, which was... I mean, really, it's just like, he has the same meditation power that Geralt does, where you can meditate for like five minutes, and it, everything is immediately better. Yeah, his head was just gone, and it magically reappeared, and he got back up. His head didn't actually pop off. I was about, I was about to say, did it really do that? Because that would be hilarious. And it's funny. It would really be funny. And now I think I'm going to go around killing guards, specifically the, the Baron's guards, because I just don't like them in general. Because now that the Baron is gone, there's that dude who was super ominous about how he was just, things are going to change. And the Baron was soft. And if the Baron was soft, I can only imagine what this dude is going to do. I think you said that you were going to go back and talk to him. Did you do that? I, I did, yes. I was, I was I was about to say. I did, and he basically gives you the same talk, except obviously the Baron um, is not dead. He talks about how the Baron took his wife and, you know, left to find the healer like he said he was going to. But he still gives you the same talk about how things are going to change around here and the Baron was too soft and blah, 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 blah. Have you been back to the Baron's uh, keep after that conversation? N- no. I was... While I was having the conversation, the Baron was hanging on the tree next to me, so I kind of didn't really stick around or want to go back. Yeah, that's fair. I went back once because obviously for me, you know, it wasn't miserable, and I went to go talk to the armorer and stuff. And some of the Baron's guards were out there already trying to do shakedowns on the peasants and stuff inside, and I got into a fight with them and killed them. Oh, yeah, that happened, and I definitely killed those people. 
Yeah, I do remember there was talk- a shakedown at one point. And then I talked to the sergeant about it, and he was like, yeah, to like say, hey, your men are out there doing this. He's like, yeah, good. They should be. Did you have an option to kill him as well? No. Well, I might as well not have the conversation with him, but if I see his men out there, I'm going to kill them, whether they're you know, able to die or not. If I ever go back there, I'm def. It's definitely just going to be. I just need to lay down the law, even if the law is not going to stick. The law is Geralt of Riviera, and I need to lay it down. This is Chris's law. This isn't even Garrett's law anymore. This is Chris's law. He's got to lay it down, and all of you have got to die. I sound. I like how you're calling. I like how you're calling him Garrett of Riviera, neither of which is correct. I said Geralt of Riviera. And you called him Garrett, like, right after that. I did not call him Garrett. You must have heard it wrong. I think it's selective Mm -hmm. hearing. Um, You want me to say Garrett? We'll know when we look back at this. (laughs) And uh, The audience will know, and they will uh, make sure to mention it to you. You, when you're clearly wrong. There's at least two more quests I want to kind of... Uh, make sure we cover here, so I'm going to go ahead and... The final part of the Karamet stuff we never talked about. We should definitely loop to that. What What do you mean? So, the reason she put you to sleep was because she wanted to go into that mage tower that you cleared the ghost from. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I was only concerned with Kara herself. Yeah. I did... No, I did the quest. I had just completely forgotten about it. You know, I've been so wrapped up. So, you go... You go back to the island, and you talk to her, and she's at the castle, and she takes his research notes. And there's really, I don't even want to call this a quest, I guess, because it's really just this dialogue section. But then you get a couple choices of what to do with the notes and what to do with Kira herself. And you can either let Kira try to sneak and basically go be a court wizard again like she wants and like sneak off to Redania or something and hope she doesn't get killed, or you can invite her to go to Kaer Morin. And you could either take the notes, research notes from her or let her have them. So what did you do? So what I did was I essentially told her she goes through the spiel about how she has bed bugs and how she's going to go visit uh, Radovid, which I said, uh, no, that's a super bad idea. Um, definitely suicide. Do not go. Absolutely. Under any circumstances, do not go. And I told her go to go back to Care Morhen, and then I took the research notes from her because I'm sitting here like I don't want you to even like have an inkling that this is a good idea. Just don't do it. So what did you do? So I also told her that it would be suicide to go to um, King King Ranavid and that she should go to Care Morhen, but I did let her keep the notes. So I'm curious how that's going to pan out. Well, I know what happens if you don't let her go, because... I'm going to go ahead and assume she dies. I was doing some research. Like, this isn't like I went back and reloaded or anything. I was just doing some research in general on Kara because I wasn't, like... I didn't know if it was possible to go back to Karamoran, and I didn't really look on the world map or anything but i was just trying to see if there yes, was like it is anything else for her that i could like visit or whatever and i found karametz dies i'm like whoa what apparently if you just let her do as she pleases when you get into novigrad you find her on a stake wow yeah she goes to radovid and radovid has her killed so 
that's exactly how I expected that would go, but what a uh, brutal way to illustrate that to you. Oh, yeah. The game, if nothing else, tells you in great detail that your decisions matter and they are going to have an impact. And ever since The Baron, even with the Karamet's mission, mission that we talked about at the beginning, I am heavily paying attention to things that I find because I want to make sure that I'm making the best possible decision for me. And that has included definitely not believing other people inside missions. Like when the elves came up and, or when you, there's this mission like right before Novigrad. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but the elves assassins, I don't think we did because I don't think I had hit this the- quest yet. I think this is one of the ones I, I mentioned. This is the one with the the squirrel tail, right? Yes. Yes. That's that's the one I was talking about last week, but go ahead. Well, it's... You basically get back after you... Because I tried everything in my power to essentially get them... Please just stop attacking people. Like, I, I totally get it. Your people have been wronged. You know, I, I can't begin to understand where you're coming from, but but seriously, like, you've got to stop attacking these people because other people are going to come and it's not going to be me. And they essentially say, well, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, fine, then I guess there's nothing I can do. And then you have to fight them anyway. And so I killed them and I go back to the guy and I'm like, yeah, it was some elves or whatnot. And then he eventually, he basically just goes, okay, I guess we're going to have to purge the elves again. And now I'm sitting here thinking, yep. I definitely should have just left them let them live and let them continue to kill these people because, like, everyone is bad. Everyone is bad. Yep, everyone is bad. Absolutely. And yeah, that's the one I was talking about because it actually starts as a uh, witcher hunt where they think it's a monster doing it, and then you find out it's actually these elves. Yeah. And there's been... I've done so many witcher contracts at this point, but... It's just been things like that have really made me think about every single decision I make in this game, especially if it's somebody I care about, like Kara. I'm like, no, you, you, you cannot go. Do not do that. Because she's sitting there saying things like, and I didn't really know much about Radovid at the time, but she's sitting there going, you know, maybe he'll take pity on me. I'm like, no, he won't. No, he will not. He just won't. Don't. Please do not go. Literally do anything else. I understand you don't want yeah, bedbugs, just do not go. If there's one thing that these games have established, especially three, it's that all kings are terrible people. Like, no king is good. Yeah, at least none in this game. Yeah, I was going to say, because the emperor, well, even King Foltest wasn't great. He, I mean, I would say he was probably better than these guys, but he still wasn't. I don't know anything awesome about Foltest. Right, well, that's what I mean, like, it, if from the previous games, like, Okay, yeah, he was better than them, but that's like a low bar, and I still he still wasn't exactly what I would call great. Basically, anyone in any sort of power in this game just sucks, I'm finding out. Yeah. If anyone in this game has power, they're just bad news. Because it seems like it, it's that adage of absolute power corrupts absolutely. It, it definitely wanes true here, because... It seems like every single person in power is corrupt in some way, shape, or form, with the exception of Yennefer, uh, because <laughs> she only wants to find Siri and help her. 
Well, ironically, of all the people in charge that we've run into, and again, it feels so weird to say this, but the Baron somehow seems like the best of them, if only by virtue of the fact that he seems like maybe he actually recognized that he was being a bad person, which is more than I can say about anybody else in charge of things. I will disagree to an extent. He understands that he was being a bad person to his wife, specifically. I don't think he ever came around to the fact that he was a being a bad person to everyone in general. It seemed like he had genuine remorse for his wife, but I don't think he had genuine remorse for anyone else. So he seemed to care only about people that meant something to him, at least from my perspective. Okay, well, the second side quest that I absolutely wanted to make sure I brought up is, did you do the hog hut? What? Okay, so you didn't. N- I'll have to no. find that one and make sure you do it for next time and point you towards where it is. That sounds horrible. I mean, I wa- based off of everything that I understand of pigs now, I can only imagine what the hog hut is being used for in this universe. Can't wait for that. Okay, we'll just leave that one hanging then. Yeah, find that and I guess point me to where it is on the map and I'll go there. Can do. I'm surprised you didn't find it because I just ran into the quest from, um, you know, just walking around doing question marks. But yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I only did question marks if they were on my way to other quests. I did not go out of my oh, way yeah, to do no, certain I... question marks. Okay, that'd be why then. Because yeah, I, I, went around, I just ran around and did a bunch of the question marks and found a bunch of quests that way. I kind of, a lot of my time was wasted fighting wyverns and basilisks and hobgoblins or whatever they were called al ghouls and you had told me at one point that all of the stuff like all the question marks near the bottom that you were aware of so far seemed like all stuff that was really high level so i went out of my way to kind of do all of those <laughs> just because so you out of your way to do the ones that you could but like that were a reasonable level but you went out of your way to do all the ones that you were not supposed to be doing yet. yeah because that's how i get the best items <laughs> I want to get the best items, and then when I go back and do those other quests, they're cakewalks. I mean, it would help me if I just did those other quests and got slightly better items. I still have not gotten a better item than that sword I got from that wyvern. I've gotten multiple better silver swords, but not better steel swords yet, which really I sucks. I, I, I really I finally get one in Novigrad. I really, really, really wish it was possible to upgrade the damage on one of those relics. Because if it was, I would definitely keep that sword forever. No, I think the only ones you can actually upgrade are the Witcher gear. The ones that are in green, because green is Witcher gear, and I believe most of those you actually can can get like blacksmith recipes to make them better. Well, yeah, it just becomes like superior Witcher gear or greater Witcher gear or right. whatnot. Which, I have the item for superior but I don't have the recipe for greater, so I can't do it. And it sucks because I have every other component, but I have no idea where to get the greater recipe from, but I've already found the superior recipe. And it's like, why on earth would you give me superior first? I think it's because they give them to you in a specific order and they're like, oh, well, you would have come across this one first, but not me because I sit around and do all the super hard stuff first and then go back and do all the easy stuff. Yeah, I was, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm sure it's in one of those other question marks that you skipped past. <laughs> Probably. 
So what are your expectations going into next week? Well, since I've already done some of the Novigrad plot stuff, I'm expecting we'll spend some time talking about that and, you know, talk about Triss now that you'll finally get to meet her and your perspective on her versus Yennefer, which, I mean, we already know what the answer is going to be, but I'd love to hear the specifics. Um, um, the specifics the are, I am definitely expecting to uh, hate Triss completely. I'm expecting to befriend her and um, only be friends, but harbor a secret resentment for tricking Geralt in all the other games. And I now have to bear the burden of, be even though I didn't play those. I have never cheated on Yennefer. Alternate Geralt universe did on my save file, but that all that's alternate universe Geralt. There's an infinite number of universes where Geralt has done an infinite number of things. And one of those times, you know, it... There's, you know, an unspeakable act with Kara, but that that has nothing to do with anything. Unspeakable acts. Apparently it was more exciting than I thought it was. She's a sorceress. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Outside of that, um, have you visited Vivaldi yet in Novigrad? Because all of a sudden I have a ridiculous amount of money and I love it. I don't know what that is. He's the banker, he's a dwarf, and he can exchange all those orange and stuff that you've been picking up that nobody wants for actual crowns, and I talked to him for the first time and got like 5,000 gold. <laughs> well, okay. So how much gold do you have right now? Like 15,000 now. Fifth. Yeah, like 15,000. So for the first time, our roles have been reversed. Yes. You have 15,000 gold, and I only have 5,764. I know the exact yeah, number. Yeah, now it... <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but it's in the teen thousands. I'm disappointed in you, sir. How do you expect to win anything, or how can you keep up with your Geralt not knowing his financial situation? My Geralt needs to have financial stability. Okay. I need to be able to go anywhere and buy anything that I want, which means I can never spend any money on anything that I want. <laughs> it's a harsh reality. But that's what the game has forced me into. I have gotten... There is one thing that I've had to start doing that pains me every time it happens. Every time I come across a nest, I always destroy it. And every single time, I'm always super angry about it because then I'm going to have to get rid of an alcohol. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. So what about you? What are your expectations? So we're going to get into Triss. I My expectation is that I find her. I... It, it looked like there are several options in that quest, which is kind of cool. You can talk to beggars or follow a a thief around. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the mechanics of that whole thing works. I would definitely like to follow a thief if I can. I don't really know what the feasibility of that will be, but that'll be kind of exciting for me. I think I'm going to show up uh, on Trish's door and she's probably going to give me some sob story about how, you know, she loves me something and Yennefer got to me first and then I'm going to shut it down and not care and be like Yennefer number one hashtag <laughs> and <laughs> hashtag Yennefer is bae. Or best waifu or whatever. I don't care. No matter what, Yennefer. (sighs) My guess is that Yennefer and Triss will have some sort of uh, sorceress battle. Probably like Harry Potter style. Kind of like when Harry is fighting Voldemort. 
And in this case, Triss will be Voldemort, uh, and Yennefer will be, of course, Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Yennefer will defeat Triss in combat, will, you know, snap Triss's wand and everything, and then we'll live happily ever after. That's really what I'm thinking is going to happen next. Um, I'm realizing that I've completely forgotten about Siri. I'm expecting at some point I'll get to play a Siri again. I really don't know when. But I'm excited to be surprised when it happens. Yes, I will never spoil it for you again after the last time. (laughs) But I really want... It is so hard for me to sit here and think of stuff that will happen because every single time I think of anything, it's like community and the worst timeline. I feel like this game exists in the worst timeline as as I'm playing it. Everything is bad. I mean, you you sit there and you play great games that are grimdark, but it's like, you know, it's going to be grimdark. When I go to Destiny and I start playing that and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going on. It's like, oh, the whole universe is going to be destroyed. And it turns out you're the cause the whole time or whatever. I don't know what this, what's going on in the story of Destiny at this point. But I expect that. Witcher has been like, I haven't been expecting it to be as dark as it is. And there are times that I'm just sitting there going, oh, wow, this sucks. So I'm expecting to have an existential crisis before the end of this series. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think that we're going to have some sort of awesome Transformers battle like um, in Final Fantasy 3 or Final Fantasy 10-3. But, you know, I think there are going to be some... Maybe it'll be at a place... I do think that there are going to be some interesting things that are going to happen. I think that uh, the Peller's dad is probably going to come back, um, and it turns out that the Peller is secretly evil, and the Peller, (laughs) you know, he's kind of going to pull like a reverse Yoda, and he sort of finds out that the soothsayer gets that whole problem. So the Peller is actually the Wild Hunt. Like he's <laughs> he is connected to the wild hunt in a big way. It is is really what I'm expecting going forward because the Peller himself is just kind of shady. He murdered his dad, you know, dad murder. I really can't stress this enough. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it heavily implies that his dad was a horrible dude. Um I think that his dad was the wild hunt first and then when the Peller gave him the cold shoulder, it kind of passed on to the Peller. And then he, you know, started, you know, with the whole dad murder thing. He just kind of took over the Wild Hunt. And he really wants to get in good with, with Geralt of Riviera because he wants to, you know, find Siri and eat her, I guess? Question mark? <laughs> I don't really know. The Pellers. No, I, don't, I don't think the Wild Hunt wanted to eat her. The crones definitely did, and yeah, the crones did, but I don't think the wild hunt does. Well, we don't really know. In 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 this case, the Peller definitely wants to uh, to feast on, on Siri, uh, probably her calf or something to to gain power. Uh, oh yeah, everybody knows the calves are where all the real magic is. Yes, because she's got that royal blood, and the the Peller needs blood a lot of it, he, all the time. I, I don't know why you you go back. The goat is gone. He's a vampire. The goat's gone. If you go back, the goat is gone. 
forever, Strawberry. At least at this point in the game, going forward. Now that we've been in Novigrad, you know, just don't don't go back. Gotcha. Don't worry about it. Just know, just just trust me on this. The goat's gone um, because the Peller needs blood, <laughs> okay. and slowly all the people are gone because the Wild Hunt is Peller. He's got all these secret powers. That's how he kind of knew where to find everything. Peller's just a bad dude. So that's really what I'm expecting is that the Peller is going to become some big, you know, big to do in this game with, you know, Forefathers Eve and everything like that. And when I'm wrong next week, it'll be somebody else. Um, Okay. The next the next person that I'm really suspicious of, I think, is those kids. See, I thought you were going to say Tris. No, no, no. Tr- Tris is a friend. You know, I, she's done some bad things to Geralt of Riviera, but, you know, she's a friend. It's those kids that are always talking about, I'm going to catch snails. Let's get the <laughs> snails. Oh, it's raining the snails. I think there's a hidden message in there about the Wild Hunt, but I haven't quite cracked it yet. But when I do, I'm going to break the mystery of the Wild Hunt wide open. Wow. It just makes, I, I can't wait to, to hear more about this next week. Well, I just, uh, now that I'm done rambling on for minutes at a time, this has just been a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think that's probably going to have to do it for this episode. You can find us, um, we have two main means of contact right now. You can talk to us at videogamescovertocover at gmail.com if you'd like to send us messages or questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can also find us on Twitter at videogamesc2c. That is the number two in there. And where we post updates on when new episodes come up and, you know, just other things that are going on. And we also have a link to our Discord channel in there where you can come join and we have some cool people in there and have some fun. So, new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts, and if you can, just, if you're really enjoying the show and you like what we're doing and, you know, you want to support us in some way, just in in your podcast of, of, of choice, whether it's Apple or what have you, just, if you could, leave us a rating and um, shoot us a, a comment in a, in a review of some sort if you think there's something we could be doing better, you know, just just let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear your feedback and we'd love to hear, you know, your experiences that you've had with the podcast so far. And, you know, I'd love to hear your opinions on everything, specifically Yennefer related, assuming they're positive. <laughs> But he only wants to hear it if it's positive. Yes, only only positivity. Because remember, I love Yennefer. Yennefer.